Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 19 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week, I'm talking about our spring crop and how you can produce a smooth, soft-set honey. Beekeeping Short and Sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome once again to my weekly podcast, and my thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers, and in return, you gain access to additional content and support from me. They start from as little as $1 per month, so I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, pop over to my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk forward slash get started and I'll do all I can to help out with suggestions and recommendations for you. As usual, I'll leave any relevant links for this week's podcast in the show notes for you. So on to today's topic, and that's the spring honey and the dice method. But before that, how's the early part of this season been for you? I've spoken to quite a few beekeepers, and a lot of them are saying it's been quite a challenging start. Bees have struggled to build up after the long, cold, late winter and early spring months, And the usual spring crops have been used by colonies to rebuild rather than store a surplus. And that's just fine for colonies that need to recover from a hard winter. But for many beekeepers out there looking to make a living out of honey production, it's been a tricky start. Honey yields for some beekeepers have been very low compared to their average spring returns. And they're now looking to the summer to make up for that reduced crop. And to be honest, I'm in the same boat. But us beekeepers are an optimistic bunch, aren't we? The next honey crop is just around the corner, and our bees will surely be on that. One of the positive results from this slow start is that colonies have now had time to reach their full potential, albeit a little later than usual, and that means we should have plenty of bees for a decent summer crop, just as long as Mother Nature plays ball and the weather holds up for us. Locally, we're seeing one of our main nectar flow plants starting to flower, and that's the blackberry, or bramble. It's a prickly plant with a delicious dark fruit, and I swear I can taste the fruit in the honey that the bees produce. Anyway, that's still to come. For now, I need to concentrate on the spring crop that I've just extracted. Here in Norfolk in the UK, we have a large concentration of oilseed rape, or canola, that the bees can forage on, and I get the feeling that some beekeepers like me, love getting a crop, yet others really seem to hate it. It's almost a Marmite-type product. You either love it or you hate it. So here's my take on it and a method for producing what I think is possibly the best soft-set honey ever. Oilseed rape. Bright yellow flowers filling field upon field. This year, just as soon as the bees were able to get out to forage, so the flowers were going over, and it seemed too late yet the bees managed to produce a reasonable excess. The trick with OSR is the extraction. Too early and not enough cells will be capped and the water content will be too high 
but leave it a few days too late and it will set solid in the frames and leave you no alternative but to cut it out. Again, I know some beekeepers that plan this into their season and leave it on to cut it out later. However, if you can extract it, you can end up with lots of fresh-drawn comb for the bees to refill with a summer crop without the need to start over with foundation again. I got fairly lucky this year. The extraction went perfectly for me and the honey tastes fantastic. The granulation process is due to the types of sugar in the stored honey, predominantly glucose and fructose, which are monosaccharides or simple sugars. There are other sugars in the mix, but these are the two main types here. And the combination of high glucose levels, a reduction in the water content as the bees work the nectar into the cells, and the ambient temperature are factors that cause the rapid granulation of this honey. As the water is evaporated from the cells, the predisposition of the honey to granulate increases, and should the temperature fall to a mid-teens centigrade level, as it often does here in the UK in late spring or early summer, the granulation process will kick in really quickly, meaning the beekeeper has to then cut out the honey and comb from the frame rather than extract. Did you know that a temperature of around 14 or 15 degrees centigrade is ideal for granulating honey? But if you reduce the temperature further, even down to a, a minus 1 degree centigrade, for instance, you actually prevent granulation. If you manage to extract it in time, you're rewarded with a light, sweet-tasting runny honey to drizzle over your toast. However, if you leave it a while, it will set solid and become almost white in colour. So now what do you do? Well, don't despair. You can buy a honey creamer for a few hundred pounds or dollars to use just once or twice a year to return the solid honey back to creamed honey. It's simple. But hang on, I hear you say, I don't want to spend hundreds of pounds or dollars on a piece of kit for what amounts to just a couple of large buckets of solid honey. Well, I have an alternative solution for you, and it works fantastically well and produces the smoothest soft-set honey you'll ever taste. It's called the DICE method, and all you really need is a thermometer, a honey-warming cabinet of some type, uh, for instance, our modern oven can control the temperature down to 30 degrees centigrade so it doesn't have to be a special piece of equipment a pestle and mortar and a quiet afternoon to get cracking on the task i've produced a video showing how you can complete the process from start to finish and i'll pop a link to that in the show notes however the process starts with a sample of the solid honey that you want to turn into your soft set honey it used to be called creamed honey, but apparently the description using the word creamed meant that some people thought you were adding cream to the honey. So we're encouraged to use the words soft set now. Anyway, we're going to produce a fine soft set honey to use as a seed for a larger batch of honey. So I start off with enough honey to set a standard one pound honey jar. So you can see you can do this as a backyard beekeeper or as a hobbyist beekeeper at home. You'll ideally need around 10% seed honey. So for a one pound jar, which is 454 grams, you'll need approximately 45 grams of coarse set honey to put into your pestle and mortar. The next step is possibly the most important part. You have to grind the honey in the pestle and mortar until you can no longer feel any crystals. So get grinding and keep grinding. After a while, the honey will turn a lighter colour. And if you take a little and rub it between your finger and thumb, 
you'll feel the crystals are getting smaller and finer. Keep going until you can't feel any crystals on your fingers at all, and then comes the secret step. Take a small sample of your ground-up honey and pop it onto your tongue. Now feel it in your mouth. You'll be able to feel the really fine crystals on your tongue that you couldn't feel between your finger and thumb. So now keep grinding. Eventually, it will feel so smooth that you won't be able to detect any crystals on your tongue. Congratulations, you now have a super smooth seed honey and really sore arms. The next step is that you need to warm up your bulk honey to make it liquid. DICE recommends increasing the temperature to a point that kills off any yeasts that might be present in the honey. One of the issues with producing soft-set honey is that as the granulation process sets in, it actually releases more water into the honey. You need to have a fairly low percentage water content honey to start with, so that the yeasts are then not able to ferment should any be left in the honey that haven't been killed off by the warming process. After doing this, you'll need to reduce the temperature as quickly as possible so as not to spoil the honey by overheating it. Personally, I just pop it into my fridge. There are some very specific temperature points that need to be achieved, and I list all of the temperatures in my video, so take a look at that for the actual specifics. Once the bulk honey is runny and cooled back down, you can add the seed honey to the one pound jar and stir gently but thoroughly to incorporate all of that seed honey. Now you have to be patient and leave this honey to set. What will happen is that the honey will granulate, but only to the point of the largest crystals that you've introduced. So the finer your seed honey, the better the final product. A few days later, the one pound jar will be set, and you can use this to seed up to 10 pounds of honey. And once you have 10 pounds of set honey, you can really go wild. This is a really simple method for producing quality soft set honey without having to buy lots of expensive equipment and I hope you'll give it a go. Do check out my video for a more complete description of the method and a step-by-step -step guide to help you create a superb honey that can be spread thickly on hot buttered toast. Love it or hate it, oilseed rape honey is an integral part of many beekeepers' early season honey crop and this method of producing soft set honey allows everyone the opportunity to enjoy their honey to the full. This method also works on any other type of granulated honey that you have, so why not give it a go? Let me know how you get on, either via my website, my Patreon page, or by email. And one last question for you. Have any of you suffered from swarming this year? One of the things I've noticed is that we did have one or two swarms from a particularly protected apiary that got an awful lot of sunshine and therefore warmed up quite early in the season. But the others have all seemed to be quite late. This year, we're only just seeing colonies that are starting to throw up lots of swarm cells that would otherwise have maybe swarmed a bit earlier in the season. I'd be interested to know from any of you if you have had a particularly swarmy season thus far. So again, please do drop me a message via either the website, my Patreon page, or by email. You can also contact me via our social media feeds at Twitter or on Instagram. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast and keep the comments coming. I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was beekeeping short and sweet. Beekeeping short and sweet.